So today, we are at the fourth Sunday of Advent, the fourth Sunday of our journey uh, to Jerusalem, to Bethlehem for Christmas. And we are, we have learned uh, through our incarnation study that Jesus is King, Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus is the light of the world, which is today, and that Jesus' name means God save us, that Jesus is the Savior of the world. So today, we focus our attention on Jesus, the light of the world. We go to the Gospel of John, uh, to, to our scripture today, and to 1 John. So the Gospel of John is the fourth um, gospel, and many scholars call it the spiritual gospel. And 1 John is a letter written towards the end of the New Testament. So I'm reading from the New International Version today. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then we flip over to 1 John, the second chapter, verses 8 through 11. Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. This is the word of God for God's people. Thanks be to God. Light of the world, you step down into darkness, opened our eyes, and made us to see. So here we are to worship. Here we are to bow down. Here we are to say that you are indeed our worthy and our holy God. We've gathered not to hear a word from Jasmine, but to hear a word from you, O oh God. So speak. Your servants are listening. Now hide this, your servant, behind that old rugged cross. 
so that everything that is said and everything that is done comes straight from you, O God. This is your servant's prayer. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Several years ago, I read a book by the contemporary theologian and preacher par excellence, the Reverend Barbara Brown Taylor. I've read many of her books, but this one stood out to me when it came out because the title of the book is Learning to Walk in the Dark. What? We are people of God, Mary. We we are people of the Christ child, the the star child, the, the light. We are light people. But Barbara Brown has told us that we have to learn how to walk in the dark. The light overcomes the dark. What she teaches us in this book is that everywhere that we see new life launching, it starts in the darkness. She says new life starts in the dark. Whether it is a seed in the ground, a baby in the womb, or Jesus in the tomb, it starts in the dark. She goes on to say that there is a light that shines in the darkness and that it is only visible when you sit in the darkness. You know, the Bible begins and ends with this issue of light and darkness. Genesis chapter 1 says that in the beginning there was nothing and and there was darkness. It was a formless void and there was darkness and then God created light and said it was good. And in Revelation, the very last chapter of the Bible says, darkness is no more because the light has outshined it. And everywhere in between Genesis and Revelation, over and over again, we see this juxtaposition of darkness and of light, of people wandering in darkness, people lost in darkness, people blinded by darkness, and all of a sudden, there is a light event. Thomas Merton wrote a prayer. It says, my Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end. Nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road. Mm -hmm. 
even though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you were ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. The truth of the matter is that darkness comes every day. And light comes every day. And that darkness is a reality in our lives that we must deal with. The people of God don't really like to talk about darkness that much. We'd much rather light candles and celebrate the light that comes with knowing Jesus and we have to understand and sit with the fact that even in darkness, Christ's light is there. I tell you, 2020 has been a dark night for me. In, 2020, in 2019, I thought, whew, things can't get much worse. <laughs> people dying, people needing food, all kinds of crazy stuff happening in life and in our world and in our, in our political arena. And, you know, I just thought maybe if we can hold through the 2020, <laughs> the light will shine in the darkness and the darkness shall not overcome it. It's sort of like we dared the darkness. And the darkness said, oh, you dare me? Let me show you how dark it can get. The truth of the matter is that even when the light fades, when the year turned over and things didn't get better, When the light fades and darkness falls, God doesn't disappear. God doesn't go and take a nap. God doesn't say, oh, I need a break from y'all. I'm not listening anymore. But the truth of the matter is even in darkness, if you wait just a few minutes, you will see the light of the moon and the light of the stars and they are always there. They don't go away. Sometimes we can't see it because the light is too bright or sometimes we can't see it because we won't be still long enough so that we can take it in. Sometimes we sit in darkness and don't see that there is a light that you can only see when you sit in darkness because we bury our heads in the, oh God, why have you let this happen to me? Barbara Brown Taylor says, even when the light fades and darkness falls, as it does every single day in every single life, God does not turn the world over to some other deity. For here, here is the testimony of faith. Darkness is not dark to God. The night 
is as bright as the day. When we are knee deep in personal protective equipment, when our spouses and friends and neighbors can't come home because they're busy trying to keep people alive who can't breathe because of COVID-19, of COVID-19. When our parent dies suddenly and unexpectedly, when the doctor says we have cancer or some other wretched disease, when we fear that our children will have a learning gap because they're not really learning what they're expected to learn right now. When nothing is the same and everything seems like chaos. When darkness is dark, God is still with us. When darkness is dark, God is still king. When darkness is dark, Jesus is still savior. And when the light comes, don't forget, it's always been there. You see, 1 John, it's easy to miss in the text. But, but the writer of 1 John says, here's a new command, which isn't really new if you lean in a little bit. He says, here's a new command. Jesus is the new command. Because the darkness is passing. It, it says it right there in 1 John chapter 2, verse 8. Because the darkness is passing. And the true light is already shining. I don't know about you, but that's Christmas for me. That the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Christmas is the celebration of light piercing our darkness. It's God's light coming out to encourage us and enlighten us and envelop us and show us the path forward. And says, Christmas says, light has come. The darkness has not overcome it. So get on board. Even way back in Isaiah 9, we'll, we'll explore Isaiah chapter 9 in our Christmas Eve service. But even way back in Isaiah chapter 9, the prophet said, the people who sat in darkness... Other translations said the people who wandered in darkness have seen a great light. Christmas is proof that darkness cannot overcome light. Because when we tell the true Christmas story, we have to tell the story that Jesus' parents were persecuted. We have to tell the story that they were made to travel to the home place for a census because of a jealous king who was trying to find the Savior ahead of time. 
And when we tell the story, we have to tell the story that Mary had the baby in a manger because there was no room for them at the end. And the truth of the matter is no room means that they did not have enough money. When we tell the real story of Christmas, we have to be aware that King Herod was still on the lookout for Jesus and the wise men went back another route because they knew if they went to tell Herod that the Christ child had been born, he would go and get that Christ child and try to murder him. Christmas is the story of when all was lost and it looked like God had forgotten us. That God said, I'm still here. Frederick Buechner, one of my favorite theologians, says, the worst thing is never the last thing. So if you think that you're in your worst thing right now, if COVID-19 is your worst thing, if racial injustice is your worst thing, if, if um, homophobia is your worst thing, if our politics are your worst thing, know that it is not the last thing. Because God always has the last word, and God's last word is always light. Adam Hamilton says, in our world, you're either bringing darkness or light. By your words and your deeds, you bring joy, love, and hope to others, or you take it away. You bless and build up, or you tear down and hurt. Life is either all about you, or it is about others. The truth of the matter that the darkness of 2020 has given us an opportunity to take inventory, to put a mirror up to our faces and to wonder whether or not we are on God's team or darkness team. Whether we believe God or we don't. Whether we believe that Jesus is king or we don't. Whether we believe that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, or we don't. Whether we believe that Jesus is the savior of the world, or we don't. Whether we believe Jesus is the light of the world, and his light has overcome any darkness that we might live in, or we don't. Over and over and over again in the scripture. The word of God says. 
and there was light. And it was good. And the light overwhelms the darkness. And the darkness cannot overwhelm the light. The gospel says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So whether we believe it or not, Jesus is indeed the light of the world. So let's live like it. Let's love our neighbors better than we love ourselves. For the scripture says that if we hate our brother or sister, then we do not live in the light. We live in darkness. And darkness is not a product of God. Darkness is light is God's product. If we've given up because we can't see our way forward, if we're on our last dollar, our last leg, our last gallon of gasoline, know that the one who created the world and created you is still making light. And in that light, God provides. So walk in the light, beautiful light. For there you will find the one who has promised never to leave you nor forsake you and never to leave you alone. So is your choice. Will you live a life oriented to darkness? Or will you live a life where you can see the light in spite of the darkness? Come on, Chris. Come on, team. Let's sing this together. Walk in the light, beautiful light. Come where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright.
hear the good news. The darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus is the light of the world. So walk in the light. The beautiful light. And experience a light like you've never seen before.